from a top secret network of highly secure locations across South Texas. This is the play-in edition of the Spurs Insider Podcast. I am Mike Finger, joined by Express News B-Riders, Jeff McDonald and Tom Orsborne, along with sports editor Nick Talbot. We are closing in on one of the biggest days of the NBA season, the number nine versus number 10 showdown in the Western Conference between your local Cagers, the Spurs of San Antonio against the Pelicans of New Orleans. Is everybody ready? I'll just throw it out there. Are you ready for for the drama? Ready for the mayhem? Ready for the history? I mean, it's 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 funny that you ask, but like seriously, are are you ready? Like, are you, are you packed for like this? Uh, it could be an odyssey that that we're about to embark on following this this team around. Like, I, I just got back from Dallas a couple hours ago. I gotta throw I gotta throw a suitcase together, and I don't know what to pack. Keldon Johnson, young Keldon Johnson. He of the loud voice, the improved three-point shot, and the confidence of a thousand men uh, says he's packing for four four games. And I know that we don't ride the uh, the team plane, but there's a chance that on this road trip, uh, the team that you cover, Jeff, might be playing four games. If you if you win in New Orleans, you move on to play the loser of the seven versus eight game. Also historic, also surely dramatic, also surely riveting. Um, you play the loser of that game at their home arena. That would either be the Target Center. It's still called the Target Center, right? Yes. In, uh, in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's it's the off Target Center when the Spurs play there, though. Ha <laughs> Drum roll, okay. please, or, you know, whatever. Uh, Luis can insert the, the, the ba-dump dump later. Uh, or the crypto, uh, whatever the hell. In, uh, they call it the crypt. In Los Angeles. The crypt. The, what used to be the Staples Center, back when uh, times were more innocent and arenas were just named after corporations that sell you printers. I just thought it was named after various <laughs> office supplies. I didn't even know that was a store. That could have been true too. That's the other option is the crypto whatever in uh, Los Angeles against the Clippers, not the Lakers. The Clippers are the ones that are going to be playing the uh, the Timberwolves in that seven versus eight game. If if your local Cagers, if your Spurs survive that one, then they go directly uh, uh, to game one of the actual by God playoffs in Phoenix on Sunday. Uh, and you'd stay there for, for two games. Um, so, so the, yeah, the, 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 the point, the point we're all trying to make for our team, but I don't care about the team. I care about myself, mm-hmm. uh, getting on an air an, an airplane tomorrow and flying to new Orleans that much, that much we know. But yes. after that, we could be back on Thursday, having our Mai Tai, like the season's over, or we could, we could be gone for a week and a half. And we got to pack for not only new Orleans, but either Minnesota or LA and Phoenix. And it's I don't know if you checked, I don't know if you checked the weather, the weather channel, but um uh, <laughs> like the weather in New Orleans and Phoenix is a lot different than the weather in Minneapolis. I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you're familiar with how weather patterns work, but like I, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to take like my speedo and a jacket. Uh-huh. I think I'm just oh. I think I'm just going with the clothes on my back. I'm putting in one, I'm putting in one change of clothes. No, <laughs> we'll be back on Thursday, I think. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think I'll be fine. Um, You're probably right, but I don't know about that. Let's get into that. What do we think about what do we think about our chances of being back on Thursday? Because I think I think that first one's just a coin flip. I mean, I could definitely see them beating the Pelicans, the the, uh, local cagers. I I think we might be in for at least two games here. It's probably a coin flip. I don't. I think uh, you you guys who have been uh, pouring over all the details can probably speak to this better than I can, but. Will this be the first time that the the Spurs will play the Pelicans with their chosen uh, postseason lineup? Postseason starting lineup. This is true, and I actually never. Yeah, Keldon. I I brought that up with Keldon last night, and he corrected me and said that they had, and so he had me second guessing myself. And and, uh, Dejounte Murray quickly pointed out that that's uh, they've got another player to worry about, right, Jeff? Oh yeah. Valachunas just murders the Spurs, just murders them, especially, I mean, um, last year with the Grizzlies. And then, uh, you know, this year he's just been a, just a handful. Um, he's one of those guys that I always think Jakob Bertel is a big fella. You know, you see, see him a lot. You're interviewing him. You're up close to him. I've always thought he's a big fella. And then you see him uh, next to uh, Jonas Valanchunas and you realize, uh, no, Jonas Valanchunas is a big fella. Like he's just that's actually that's actually a, a good point in terms of like the things that you notice going to NBA games that you don't really notice watching them on TV. I always would point out and and I realize he's a little bit past his prime, but just the breathtaking athleticism of like a Russell Westbrook. To see that in person, just like like the TV doesn't do it justice. And like Valentunas is just a huge guy. You know, you don't realize that until you, like you said, you see him standing next to Gallagher Pertle or whatever. There, there, there's some breaking news on this podcast. There's some big fellows in the NBA, and <laughs> and, back, uh, and that dude is one of them. Back to Dejounte's point: uh, in ten career games versus the Spurs, he's averaging eighteen points, uh, twelve rebounds, shooting sixty-one percent, and that doesn't include the playing game last year when he was with Memphis and he put up 23 points and 23 rebounds. So DeJounte, who watches a lot of film, uh, is dead on with this scouting report, I think. Okay. This, this brings up, this segues perfectly into another, um, I guess, observation that I've had uh, that may or may not hold any kind of water at all. But like, is it, is is it weird to anybody else that uh, that your your local cagers actually played in the play in game last year? Like, I think it, part of it is, was because of the weirdness of the season. We weren't on the road. Um, it was sort of a um, formality. Like, it, the, it, it was clear that they weren't going to win that game against Memphis. Um, but this does, does this play in feel different than the one last year did to anybody else? On this podcast. I think it feels. I think it feels different. Just the first thing you mentioned. We're going to be there in person, whereas yeah. last, you know, last year it was just an extra game to watch on my TV and do extra zooms about, and it didn't yeah. really seem. I, when you have to actually, I mean, it sounds funny, but when like to do the thing we just mentioned to go through the whole uh, mental gymnastics we just mentioned of how do you pack for this thing and and you know I'm gonna I'm gonna kiss my children goodbye tomorrow and not know when I'm gonna see them again. You didn't have to do that last year, and so I think it it registers a little different. Um, they only lost that game to Memphis last year by four points. I know it was kind of a blowout for a um, 
a long, a, a long, long stretch of that game. But in, in the end, they had a chance that, that, that Spurs are good at that. Like mm-hmm. just always being in there. So I, I would be shocked if the game on uh, Wednesday is anything but a barn burner down the stretch, no matter what happens for the first three quarters. I think another thing that feels different about it is that it's not different to the Spurs. I mean, now Keldon, DeJounte, um, you know, Jakob, Ilani, uh, they, they all have a game under the, their belt in this kind of situation. So that, that's got to be an added plus uh, yeah. for them. Remind me what the fan situation was like in the play-in last year. Was I mean, we weren't there, that's so we true. don't know. But was Memphis, true. were they full capacity? Were they... I don't even remember. That's a good um, point, but still, might be more like this might be more like a uh, playoff type atmosphere. I don't know. I, yeah. I suppose I haven't canvassed the people in New Orleans. I don't know what they think about all this. Are they going to show up and be full throated <laughs> and uh, and all that? Or you know, it's a Wednesday night in New Orleans. So those the, the you know, New Orleans people are famous for like uh, you know packing it in in the in the middle of the week. They only they only go out on the weekends. Um, so I, I don't yeah. think they'll, I don't think it'll be raucous there at all. You know, you know, yeah. they got to work in the morning. You know? I think the other different, uh, uh, putting your, um, your flippant observation there, uh, aside, um, the other thing different, and maybe I'm wrong about this, this, this first kind of had to, um, uh, work for this play in, um, rightly or wrongly, by the way, but they had to, they had to work for it and it, it, it became like this thing that they fought for at the end to make the play in all these young guys uh, who've taken ownership of this team, as opposed to last year, I think it was more of a foregone conclusion for longer of the season. I may or may not be right about that. And then also it's like our, like LaMarcus Aldridge had already packed it in at the end of last season. DeMar DeRozan wasn't long for this city. Um, There didn't seem to be any, and, and again, we were we were covering the team via Zoom, so it's you have to put that caveat out there. But there didn't seem to be any kind of this, the, the the same enthusiasm about that last year. It's it's almost easy to forget they were in the play last year. Yeah, uh, I, to I, me. I, and I think when you're talking about um, building for the future and like experiences that can that can help a team down the road, win or lose, I think this play in is a lot more useful than last one. For the reason that you mentioned, they were leaning so much on guys who weren't going to be here anymore yeah. by the by the summertime. And this is this this is this one belongs to this team. And these guys that are going to be part of most of them are going to be part of this rebuild um, for the next couple of years. So I think this experience of of this them having ownership of this group uh, and this play in game belongs to them. It doesn't belong to Demar and Patty Mills and Rudy Gay. Um, it's going to be about what Dejounte Murray does and what Devin Vassell does. And you know, can Josh Primo be you know, plausible in a game like this. And, um, you know, Lonnie Walker, like all these guys that, that you think are going to be um, key parts of the re, the rebuilding process. Uh, this game is going to be a much, I think, more useful experience for those guys than the one last year when they were kind of sort of bystanders to what the veterans were doing. And um, I mean, I don't know if you want to get into this, but Pop alluded to this yesterday. There's this crazy stat where the Spurs um, – they basically only the second they have the it's the worst record in NBA history with a positive plus minus like they they had a they scored 10 more points than they gave up this year which usually is the um usually you're a winning team when you do that and so they tied the 1976 77 Phoenix Suns um 
for the worst record with with a positive plus minus. And Pop was asked about that before the game in Dallas, and if he had any kind of diagnosis for that. And the, and the answer was obvious. I knew what he was going to say before he said it because it's the truth. It's because they've lost so many close games. You know, they they yeah. also they had four games against Portland that they won by a combined about two hundred forty seven points. But the games yeah. they lost were were close. Um, going down to the wire, not quite pulling out in the fourth quarter, maybe having a fourth quarter lead and blowing it. Um, why is that? Well, that's because they're leaning on a lot of guys that haven't been in that position before. A lot of young guys that are inexperienced. And it was by design. Like the fourth quarter struggles were kind of, you know, more of a feature than a bug as far as the roster was put together. And that's what Pop said. We let these basically release these guys. We let DeMar walk. We let Rudy Gay walk. Patty. LaMarcus, it was about 60 points off last year's roster per game that the um, Spurs let walk and didn't really replace with anybody. And so the object was it was going to be this guy, these guys show sink or swim. They were going to learn. They were going to fail. They were going to lose some games. Um, but like Pop said, we're not competing for a championship, so why not let these guys have the reins and, and grow from these experiences? So, so, so I think that's why you've seen a lot of games that were they don't have, you know, they're trying to figure out their, we've talked about it all year, trying to find out, the, figure out their go-to guy and how to win those games on the stretch. There's a lot of um, games that they lost that way. And I think that's why you get this weird stat where they've got the positive point differential. But uh, uh, how, how many, what were they, 14 games under 500? Um, they had a point differential of a 500 team. Like the, the, the math nerds say they should have been 41-41. There's, there's, like everything else, there's multiple ways to look at that on the one hand. Uh, you know, like Pop said, like you said, they weren't winning close games because they have young guys and they weren't clutch. Well, a lot of a lot of teams that depend on young guys who aren't clutch tend to get blowed out a lot. And this team never got blowed out, um, which says something about them. They, they, they didn't get blown out very often. And and they would uh, blow out the teams, like you mentioned, Portland, that that, that weren't trying. Um, so, yeah, that is interesting, the, the, the point differential thing. Um, also think we should cover the just general bases that that listeners might have and i realize our listeners are quite educated quite informed and and this might be uh, insulting or silly to to go over this because i'm sure they're at i mean they they they're they're regulars at expressnews.com they subscribe to this first nation newsletter all that stuff and i'm sure they know how the plan works i'm sure they know how all this minutiae that i'm about to spell out works but um just for 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 newcomers who may not completely understand it, there's some things um, kind of tangential to the play and that we should uh, talk about uh, some of them that that uh, unfolded over the past few days, the, the past couple of days of the regular season. If your Spurs do not uh, win two games this week to make the eighth seed in the playoffs and play the Phoenix Suns. If they should lose to either New Orleans or that second game at Minneapolis uh, or Los Angeles, they will finish with the ninth spot in the NBA lottery. It doesn't matter if they beat New Orleans or lose to New Orleans. As long as they're not in the playoffs, they're going to be in that ninth spot. And that means that, um, they have the ninth best chance to get the top pick, the ninth best chance to get a top four pick. Um, and if everything falls in, if the lottery goes by numbers, um, then they'll, they'll have the ninth pick in the draft. Um, what was interesting about, about the last couple of days 
and there were some uh, differences of opinion on this. Um, heading into Saturday, your Spurs played the Golden State Warriors at home on fan appreciation night uh, at the AT&T Center. There was a there was a remote possibility that they could have stolen home court from New Orleans for this playing game, but they were also uh, kind of neck and neck with your Washington Wizards, with your New York Knicks, with the aforementioned Pelicans. And should they have won one or both of those games this weekend, they could have put themselves in a situation where they were already in the play-in game. They were already kind of in a coin flip game against New Orleans Pelicans. They knew who they were playing. They were almost assured of playing them in New Orleans. Uh, but if they would have won, they could have dropped two spots from ninth to 11th, which means you, you, I mean, by definition, you have a worse pick. You don't get the pick of your guys that you could have got at night, maybe. And I think that the, the percentage of, of getting into the top four with the ninth spot is 20.3%. And if you drop, if you drop to 11, it's all the way down to like 8%, eight and a half percent. So if, and I realized there were fans upset that um, in that game against Golden State, this basically all the starters are on the injured list. The the top backups who started that game, like your Josh Richardson, your Lonnie Walker, the fourth, those guys, because the game was close, um, Pop kept them on the on the on the bench down the stretch and just let Josh Primo and like Joe Wees can't finish it out. And he let him, I mean, he challenged the call late. He was he was trying to win with those guys. But the point was if you win that game, like that, that could have done done you nothing but bad. And, um, you know, this isn't a team that tanks. Pop has explained that. I think he explained it as recently as yesterday in Dallas about why the Spurs did not tank, why they don't tank in general. I think that's admirable. But on, on these rare specific occasions where there's absolutely nothing positive to be gained from winning a game, I think it's, it's, it's probably the right move to handle it the way they did over the weekend and just drop those games and then, and then go try to win the play. So, so what do you think about coming back the next night against Dallas and playing all your starters 35 minutes? I think that the, the, they, they nearly messed around and won that one for a while. That's true. Um, but the, the huge, the, this is, this is really getting into the, the weeds here. The huge risk of the weekend was winning two and like letting yeah, uh, right. The, the Wizards and Knicks both pass you, or the Wizards and Pelicans both pass you. If the Spurs had won, the, is, losing losing the first one kind of lessened some of that. Yeah. Another yeah. another thing is you're probably more confident that you can let your starters go all out and try to win um, at Dallas against Luca when the Mavericks are also the Mavericks also had motivation to win that game. Like I, I think that they were sort of okay letting DeJounte Murray, Keldon Johnson, et cetera, Jakob Pertl play that game and feeling pretty confident that the Mavericks are going to put up a pretty good fight too. So yeah. um, I think it all worked. I think the past couple of days, we're recording this on Monday. Uh, I think the past couple of days went pretty much like if you're a Spurs fan, like you would have want, wanted them to go. Yeah, I'm, I've, I've been pretty adamant uh, anti-tank since this came up, you know, I mean, this season, previous seasons, but I, you know, once you get to the point where your spot is pretty much locked in, I have no problem with, you know, doing what you have to do to sort of, um, you know, maximize your draft position. The other thing is, I mean, 
you're gonna you're gonna want to sit your your starters in one of those games at the end of the season anyway, a back to back to close the season. So I mean, there there was some. Other, I mean, even if you're not quote unquote trying to lose, I mean, if this was Pop playing for the second or third seed, he would have done this exact same thing. He would have sat everybody in one of those games and just punted it. I mean, what are the odds of that if if you have an all star caliber player, a guy who's gonna who's gonna be the key to uh, to competing for a title? I mean, are you really trying to tell me that you you play a guy like that in the last game of the regular season, but he could suffer some kind of injury that could keep him out and like tank your whole tank yeah. your whole uh, chances to compete for a title? I was looking back when, at that. I was looking back at that the other day. Pop used to Pop used to always we do it just this way. He would it would be a back to the back. He would sit everybody the first night to give them their rest and then play them all limited minutes the second night just to make sure they had a, got up a little bit of a sweat because, you know, the playoffs don't start two days later. They usually start at four or five this year. It's a week if you're in the actual actual bracket. So we'd give them that second. Um, he'd, he'd give them a little bit of action that second night. And then there was that 2011 in, in Phoenix where Manu breaks his elbow um, just, you know, running around against a screen and running, running, fighting over a screen in a game that doesn't matter. He's out for that. The start of that series against Memphis plays the final whatever five games with that RoboCop thing on his arm. Of course, the Spurs lose top seed and they lose in the first round. And I went and looked it up and like for the next couple of years, Pop didn't mess around with either of those games. Like at the end of the season, he was sitting people in in both ends of the double help the back to back if it came up. Um, that was but, just uh, that was just awful seeing Luka Doncic limp oh, yeah. off. It was just awful. Yeah. yeah. And well, I you mean, know, if the if the NBA had kept his 16th technical, he wouldn't even have been out there. So you can blame Adam Silver. Right. Yep. And a calf injury. I mean, that those doesn't sound like much. Your calf, big deal. I mean, those those tend to take a couple of weeks, sometimes longer. It's it's rough for rough for those guys. You never you never like to see uh, a team not be what it could be at the playoffs. Um, as much as as annoying as it can be to watch Luca complain about every every call. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I I almost I normally don't care about that. Just let people be uh-huh. who they are. I don't care. It, I'm serious. Like it's annoying. It's every call. Yeah, it's every call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he has um, all the technicals. But yeah, you know it's insane that he uh, got injured out there. That I think at the time of the injury. The uh, the playoff spot for them had already kind of been locked up because they were depending on Golden State, which yeah by twenty at that point, if they were scoreboard watching, could have been pulled a little bit earlier and avoided the whole thing. There's some serious second guessing going on in um in Dallas today, and it's just it's it, it's fair, but it's also like like Jeff was saying earlier, you're you're sort of damned if you do and damned if you don't. Um, with all this type of stuff. I mean, you want to keep your guys in, in shape for the playoffs like Pop used to do, and then something like that happens. It's just, it's tough. Um, I, I, I guess we could get into the uh, the game itself. You Jeff mentioned it earlier, Tom, uh, with uh, the Valanciunas uh, situation, that, that matchup. What else could prove to be, and I, I know this is like ridiculous to actually get into like basketball analysis on this podcast that almost never happens. But what, what else will you guys be looking at in terms of uh, the keys to how this Pelican Spurs 
showdown uh, it's, unfolds. It's, it's not trenchant analysis, but they're going to need DeJounte to be really good. And I just don't know. I don't know. He's played one game. And by the time we get to Wednesday, he will play 32 minutes in, in, in two weeks. So I'm glad he got 32 minutes in Dallas. Um, like that, but I, I don't know where he is in terms of rhythm, in terms of uh, just just being in the flow of the game, being in a groove, adjusting the speed of the game. And he looked he looked good in some ways in Dallas. You know, he had three steals. He was really active defensively. It felt like every jumper he took was short. Um, so I don't know if that's a win thing. Will that come back between now and Wednesday? Uh, but they're going to need to hit him to be really on point for them to have a chance to, to pull this out. And so that's one thing I'm going to look at. Where what, what's what's he looking like? He didn't sound great either in the post game interview to me. It's just it's still had that congested kind of sound to him, and uh, you know he's 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 suffered from allergies. Uh, uh, I I wanted to ask him about that whether it's gotten worse here in San Antonio or what. But uh, yeah, he lost uh, what seven to eight pounds, and uh, you know it must have been a really tough bout with uh, that upper respiratory illness. So I, I just I can't. Yeah. How does Tom be- the uh, the 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 allergy situation in the uh, in the bayou in in, in southern L- Louisiana? How does that compare to the allergy al- allergen uh, content of the air here in San Antonio? Got to be better, Mike. Got to be better. <laughs> San, San Antonio is just awful. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think yeah. you're probably right. Anything you're looking for, Tom, in the uh, Pelicans? Spurs showed him. Well, McCollum, you know, they just can't let him go nuts, and he can he can just turn it on in in a in a flash, and uh, so their perimeter defense on him has to be spot on. And in these kind of one game situations, that's often what does it: just one one player getting hot and and taking over. Who is the non uh, Dejounte Murray? And I'm going to throw Keldon in there because he's been so good lately and he's clearly becoming kind of the second, the, the expected second um, go-to guy on this team. Who Who is the non-DeJounte Murray, non-Keldon Johnson uh, pick to click in this game where, 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 you, where you think that this guy who, who hasn't been the Spurs star all year could could have a huge game here and well, them to triumph in this play in extravaganza. It's, an, it's another guy that I think comes with a little bit of an injury question mark, and that's Lonnie Walker. Um, Walker's been really good off the bench when he's been able to play late, like for the since the All Star break, really since the trade deadline. You know, he's he's been a pretty consistent flirting with twenty points off the bench every night when he's been right, but he's been dealing with this back in uh, back issue. I think he's missed. Um, I think he's played in, you know, five of the. He missed five of the last ten, or or six of the last twelve, uh, of the regular season. Just trying to keep it copacetic. The last time we saw him play was against the Warriors. He had twenty four points through, through three quarters. I mean, he's that sort of like instant offense, um, um, just just microwave guy off the bench. And when he comes in and is starting to get those points for you. Um, with the second unit, I mean that's just a huge lift, and it's hard for for the opponent, opposing team to sort of counter that. Um, it'll be hard for the Pelicans to counter that if, if Lonnie has one of his his big games. But we just don't know what's what's up with his back. If he's going to have a, a good back day or a bad back day, um, he's only twenty three, but he, he kind of sounds like me in that regard, where you just don't know what you're going to get when you roll out of bed. So that would be my pick. Like if he has a really big game, if he if 
he's going to play. I would be shocked if he if he's not playing. But um, if he's feeling healthy and has a really big game, I like the Spurs' chances to to give New Orleans a run for it here. Josh Richardson will hit a couple of big threes in the fourth quarter. That's my uh, that's my big prediction here. Uh, uh, fitting in with the Spurs nicely as a throw into a deal that was all about a draft pick. What's yeah, that's, that's 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 working out. Yeah, he'll hit some big threes, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Guaranteed, oh, Mike. We got Joe guaranteed. freaking Namath over here. <laughs> that's something. Um, yeah, uh, the I, I guess the only other thing um, to point out since the last time we we spoke, um, the Spurs did wrap up that play in, which was not wrapped up the last time we did this. And they took it from a team that was supposed to be contending for a championship. And I just the Sacramento Kings. I just I just, I just, I just sort of find uh, the Lakers thing uh, hilarious in many ways. Like, like first of all, for them to have expected that to work, and second of all, um, for them to lose their spot to this Spurs team, which. <laughs> Like had no interest from the from the beginning, the the first day we saw Pop back in September, late September, media day, he he, he was happy, he was he was boisterous, um, great mood, but he was saying you know, like well, this team is not going to contend. Like the the reason all those veterans left is because they can't contend here. We're not going to do that here this year. We're gonna we're gonna uh, develop. We're gonna rebuild that t- that sort of thing. Well, they and, did. And for, they just did and, and it for, got to 10th place. <laughs> and they got to 10th against a team that, I mean, the, 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 the Lakers had, have four of the greatest 70, four of the 75 greatest players of all time, plus Dwight Howard, who should, who should be one of those guys. And I realized on the back ends of their career, and I realized they've had injuries. You could put Kareem on that team and call it, you know, six, but yeah. he's 70 years old or whatever. You know, they're all, it's, it's, it's I mean, a we knew it wasn't going to work. Say, we, we, you, yeah, you're right. We knew it wasn't going to work. I'm still shocked they couldn't get 10th. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. They're very, top, they're very top heavy, and the two guys they couldn't afford to have miss half the year missed half the year. That, that's, I think that's, that's all it is. I think that's almost letting them off the hook. Well, um, yeah, you, you well, still have well, a lot of guys me, on the team. Let me clarify what I'm saying. Everybody loses players. Yeah, um, like if you have LeBron or Anthony Davis, pretty much you you had for for most of the season, you had Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony plus either LeBron or Anthony Davis. Like, that sh- I'm, I'm sorry, that should be top ten. It, it was just a disaster. Yeah. I think part of the issue is that no one really expected Russell Westbrook to take a, such a far step back. You knew he was in decline, and he's been in decline the last few years, but. This was kind of like the wheels fell off for Russell Westbrook. The athleticism that he used to use to do everything that he does just maybe isn't there anymore. It's just, I mean, he just wasn't very good this year. At any stage, and he it got to the point where he wasn't even on the court in the fourth quarter. He was so bad. And if that's your main guy because LeBron is out and Anthony Davis is out, you're not going to go very far. They didn't have any shooters. They lost Alex Caruso. Uh, in their bad decision to get Westbrook. It just was never going to – the roster was just terrible outside of the top two. That's one thing the Spurs figured out a long time ago was that it's 
you know, it's about those role players too. And if you have enough of those role players around, you can weather some of those um, when your stars are out. That's the Spurs were, were, that's when they win those cube state games. And obviously you can't do that for a whole season, but um, like the Lakers just had old guys that aren't going to be able to carry you. And they had no, no young blood really to fill in the gaps. They had a choice between DeMar DeRozan, Alice Caruso, or Russell Larsbrook, and they chose poorly, very poorly. I'm not sure DeMar would have would have said would have changed much with that team. Like DeMar's not DeMar's great. DeMar's not what that team needed. They, they needed somebody to to uh, space they might the floor. Been able and, to get into the ten He's a lot better than uh, Russell Westbrook was this season. Yeah. And then yeah. to cap it all off, uh, poor Frank Vogel learns yesterday. Uh, that tweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's which, you know, I have to ask you, Nick, am I, am I safe until next Monday or, you know, what's the situation there? That's, uh, that's scary. You had a better year than Frank Vogel did, Tom. <laughs> and, uh, and the whole thing about uh, him learning via tweet, like, Frank Vogel knew a month ago he wasn't going to come back. I guess so. sure, sure, nobody told yeah. him. But, like, I don't think that Frank Vogel was shocked to find out that he wasn't going to return as head coach. For Los Angeles he might not want to return to that mess anyway. Who what, would? I would, what I would love is to find out that uh, Frank Vogel was Woj's source. That would be great. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Well, Frank Vogel will not have a, uh, a job in a couple of days, but he might be much happier. Uh, he might be be able to uh, appreciate what's going on around him because uh, he's not going to let others define his success just as none of us should. We should just find happiness in our own way. And I think that uh, Frank Vogel will be fine. It helps that he has like millions of dollars probably. Um, maybe not all, all our listeners do. I know we have a, a high demographic in terms of salary and, you know, the Luis does all that research think our, our average income of our of our followers is in the high six figures but um that's that's neither here nor there i think that uh you know we can all take uh, frank vogel's lead and and just just find some appreciation even if we're not appreciated where we ply our <laughs> trade we can find appreciation somewhere and in the meantime take care of each other and keep it real we'll see you